Well, here we are for another episode of ABQ Stages. All your Albuquerque theater news without all the pages. I am Matthew Van Wittering. And I am James Cady. And we've got another great one for you today. Today we get to talk to Doug Montoya and Kristen Berg from the Box Theater and the Cardboard Playhouse. They are doing so many things in town. It's, it's hard to believe how many irons they have in the fire. Uh, exactly, yeah. And uh, there'll probably be another one that's going to be announced today, too. That's the rumor. Yeah, that's right. We're giving you an exclusive on ABQ stages. Uh, big things are happening in Albuquerque theater all the time. The The community's growing, getting bigger and uh, solidifying itself as as a part. Um, and and, you know, we're here for the entire community of Albuquerque to to to, you know, Come and get some entertainment. Come and do something fun. Real life, face to face, not on a screen. You know, it, it may be old fashioned, but it's still a whole lot of fun. It's not old fashioned. It, no, does it ever been, get old fashioned? No, it, it's been around since the uh, the cavemen and the campfires. You know, it's Tell, storytelling. Telling stories. That's yep. it. Yeah. Well, um, these are two professional storytellers who are doing a lot of things for Albuquerque. And um, and here they are. Okay, here we are with Doug Montoya and Kristen Berg, the co-directors of The Box and The Cardboard Playhouse. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Thank you, Matthew. Hi, Jim. Hi, good to see you. Good to see you, too. Very exciting things are going on over at The uh, Cardboard Playhouse. You've got a yes. uh, new show that's going to be opening. And uh, bef before we get into that, I'd like to know a little more about the Cardboard Playhouse, its history, how it started. Sure. So uh, we started Cardboard Playhouse back in 2004. Um, the very first show that we did was a Charlie Brown Christmas. Um, I thought it would be a fun idea to uh, direct a play with kids being kids. So... Uh, it was really successful. It was the very first show I'd ever directed. And um, Kristen had come and seen it a couple of times. From what I understand, you loved it. I loved it. I yeah, it was nice. the best thing ever. So then <laughs> I was uh, inspired to do another show. And it was then that I uh, talked to Kristen. I, uh, she was a friend of a friend. Yeah, I was a friend of a friend. I was stage managing uh, youth shows at a different theater. And so Doug knew that I was a stage manager and said, can you come help me do the show that I've written Lost on Gilligan's Island with kids? And I was like, yes, I will be there. No yeah. problem. So I had a really, uh, I had a really good business background and I had done some acting and some improv in LA for a while, but I didn't know how any of the stuff happened. And that's when Kristen came in and uh, she knew basically how to do how to direct a play. I made him legitimate. That's yeah. <laughs> so you two have been together since uh, 2004. Yes. yes. That's great. Yeah. And we're a nonprofit organization. Um, so we, uh, that happened after like four or five years of us doing shows or less, maybe less. It was 2011 when we got our nonprofit stuff. Yeah. So we, the theater that we were producing shows at in 2004 through 2006 closed. And so then we opened the box in 2007. And then the box moved from its original location on 11th and Lomas to its current location at second and gold in 2009. What was that theater before? That was Gorilla Tango. Oh, yeah. They were here for like 
um, for like three years. Yeah. yeah. That's two shows in a row. Gorilla Tango has come up in, in conversation. That was a great starting point for a lot of people. Yes. And, and you took that and turned it into what is now the box. Yeah. And you guys are doing some amazing things. Lots of different things there to keep the community taken care of in a whole bunch of different ways. Um, and Cardboard Playhouse is a great one for the kids. Thank you. Yeah, I'd love to hear some more about Susicle. Susicle is kind of an interesting piece. It's had an evolution. It's changed names, changed formats. It's changed in a bunch of ways. Yes. <laughs> and specifically, you guys are doing Susicle the musical Junior. Yeah. Yes. So what what um, sets this one apart from the others? So the original Broadway show, Seuss Cole, didn't do great on Broadway, sadly. It didn't do well. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it transferred over to, they did a, a, a Seussical for young audiences that they edited down to be only an hour. And they cut all of the Butter Battle book stuff. And that seemed to be the thing that like helped the show clip along really well. Mm-hmm. And then really what makes it junior is I think it's basically the theater for young audiences script, but then they adjust all of the music for unchanged voices. So what, what, that way. Un, what's uh, Kristen unchanged voices. You mean, so what do you mean by that? You have uh, young men who haven't yet totally gone through puberty. And so their voices are still singing in a higher vocal range than the men in our lives and so the music is written for for younger people to perform so they change the key of a lot of stuff so it's based on the zeus books dr zeus books right yes um i don't know how many he wrote there were a ton of them so Uh, many do you you incorporate all of them so what he what he has here is he has uh the who's uh he has horton um, so it's Horton Here's a Who, mm-hmm. The One Feathered Tale of Miss Gertrude McFuzz, um, and then but then he has the Cat in the Hat. The Cat in the Hat is in there. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the different characters from Dr. Seuss. And the music is so, it's really catchy and fun and beautiful. Um, the, uh, the concept uh, was uh, helped along by Eric Idle. So, uh, so it's really fun and silly. Um, yeah. And it's, it's a great story too. It's, it's a great story of like one of the through lines with the music is a person's a person. No matter how small. No matter how small. Awesome. That's great. So, and that's, yeah. and that's the takeaway. That yeah. is, that is, that's, you know, uh, everybody is, you know, important and, and vital, and they yeah. have their role, and uh, yeah, what they have is important. So, it's yeah. a, it's a large cast. Uh, I I I went on um, YouTube and caught a couple of clips of the uh, of other uh, yes uh, shows of uh, by the same name, and it's a huge cast. Uh, are you using uh, like thirty people? I counted thirty. Like 20, people? Yeah, we have twenty seven kids in our cast. Oh, that's the great. Ages Ooh. of eleven and eighteen. I would like to add that's one of our smaller cast. It is a smaller cast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it's a smaller cast because we were really, uh, you know, worried about COVID right now. Um, we're doing a new thing, and that is actually having understudies. We usually don't have understudies. Actually, we've never had an understudy. Um, but with this show, we're, we're, we have understudies, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just in case. Because, again, we are moving on to a place where it's like, okay, we're going to have to 
figure out how to move forward. So yeah, make sure the show goes on. <laughs> well, yeah. I think that that's great. I mean, you're supporting the people who need that that sort of thing at the same time because they they want to be a part, you know. And you're giving somebody else a chance, you know, to to mm -hmm. learn from them. And it, that I think that's great that you're doing that. That's awesome. Are you cast? Are you casting from a um, from a uh, from a company of kids, or how, how does that work? How do you get your uh, the talent in there? Yeah, so we we the show's super important. The, the talent that we that we cast. Um, so we're looking at creating you know a, a show that we feel proud of, and so we have pretty much like a company of yeah, kids that we so, cast from, right? Yeah. So our the way that our if you become a company member of Proper Playhouse after you've done two shows with us, and so you kind of not that they get preference over other people, but they're more likely to be cast or part of our like core group of kids that we that we usually work with. And mm -hmm. when you come to see one of our shows, you're almost always going to see, you know, the same group of kids. But we do include new kids with every production. That's good. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So we have I think we have four like brand new kids to this cast that we've never worked with before. And then the rest of them are people who have done shows with us previously. Well, from from what I hear and what I've seen, it's like a it's like a huge party on stage. I mean, that's yes, the, the that's the flavor so of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It's it is like a big party on stage. One of the things that we try to emphasize is, you know, our mission is to create an environment where kids of all ages feel confident in making choices and expressing themselves. And so that's we that's that's you know, our mode of operation and everything that we do. And um, we also try to communicate to the kids that you're always auditioning. You audition for this show and you're pretty much auditioning for the next show. If you want to be cast in another one, you, your behavior has to be such that you're easy to work with, uh, that, uh, you know, you, you do start making really big choices, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, and we try to tell them that that translates to everything, everything, not just our shows, but, you know, if they get a part on a, on a television series or a movie, you know, their behavior will reflect on them and they may be cast again just based on their behavior and how easy it is to work with them. So, yeah, it's, it's also a life lesson as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's accountability. I mean, yeah. uh -huh. and you are the only one who can take responsibility for yourself. And yeah. I, I love that you guys put that on them because um you know once they get used to that it's only gonna help in the future you know but it's it's a tough one for some people to learn and to yes. learn it early on oh my mm -hmm. gosh that's such an asset well and and how important your behavior is not only when you are on stage but also when you're off stage and how you how you deal with yourself while you're uh interacting with the costume designer how you're interacting with the person who's putting your microphone on you if you are you know, treating those people badly, that comes back to the director and they're like, oh, that's not cool. I learned many life lessons. I've been in the theater for, uh, well, since I was 18, <laughs> I won't tell you how old I am right now, but <laughs> I remember uh, going to a costume fitting for a, um, for a movie that I was in and uh, wardrobe mistress gave me stuff. I went back, I tried it on, went back out, they take pictures, you go back up and I hung up all the clothes. 
on the hangers. And mm-hmm. I brought them back to the wardrobe mistress. Oh, and she looked at me and said, you must come from the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing on my first movie, too. And they're like, what are you doing back here? And I'm like, well, I needed to return my clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the other thing about this show, we this is the third time that we have uh, produced this show. Um, we just we really love the message of it. We love the show, um, but we did we're doing something a little bit different with this one, and we are partnering with the Electric Playhouse here in Albuquerque. Um, that is something that I feel people in Albuquerque have not seen something like this yet, um, where it's complete. It's going to be completely immersive. So the audience is actually going to be sitting inside, pretty much on the stage with the video projection, the interaction video, interactive video projection is going to be all around them. That sounds so, great. Yeah. And, and some of the images so far that they've put together are beautiful. Are just spectacular, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a scene where Horton is looking for uh, his clover because the who, all the entire village of the who's is on a clover and he's looking for it and all the clovers and everything on the floor are actually going to be moving and interacting with him wow. as he walks around. Yeah. How big is that stage? It's pretty big. It's the, really big. The space that we're performing oh. in is very big, but the actual, our per, actual performance space that we're going to, we're trying to try to keep ourselves in a 20 by 20 square, but we're going to be using entrances through the audience from lots of different and places. It's, and it's really not a stage. It's more of a space. They refer to it as the octagon. Yeah. And okay. It's, yeah, yeah. I've, I, I got to I went there about a month ago and uh-huh. we played all the games and did all this stuff. So it's that main area right next to the restaurant bar yes. area. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. And that, it was, it's such a great idea. Um, interesting idea. Uh-huh. Interacting with the projections as it is. But to so you're creating the set with the projections. Yes. yes. Wow. Yes. And they walk through a, a bed of clovers and it's squashing down as they move through. Yeah. Like the, the things move out of Everything your way moves, as yeah. you go through it. And then the stuff oh, on okay. the walls will move and interact and those kind of things. So I think it's going to be pretty exciting. They are super excited. Electric Playhouse um, is very excited. Yeah. Yeah. They were skeptical at first. They were like, I don't know. Maybe we could talk about it. And then when we like told them, it's Dr. Seuss. And then he was like, his interest got peaked. Then we showed him some of our other production steals and, you know, stuff that we've done. He was like, oh, yeah, let's do it. Uh, uh, this is Brandon Garrett at Electric Playhouse. Yeah, that we yeah. had our meeting with. So, so they're going to, so not only are we going to be doing the show, but the audience will be able to come early and stay late after the show and the games that you were playing, Matthew, mm-hmm. they're going to be like Dr. Seuss themed games. Okay. So everything's going to be themed. Wow. Uh, they're going to have adult beverages that are themed towards Dr. Seuss and kid beverages um, that are going to be themed. Uh, so I'm going to have like cotton candy, swirls and all kinds of stuff coming out of them. So it's going to be a, a really great experience. Yeah. Well, well I've never, uh, I've never heard of something like this. Um, I, I mean, I have on a, on a, on a, on a on a scale that, but uh, to, I need to talk to you, uh, you guys, about how you're doing this. I, I'm not going to do it now, but uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm planning a show with a lot of projections. 
and I will definitely be in touch with you. I want, I need to move the clover. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to know how you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're just providing them with images and they're doing all the science. Um, okay. I, I can't even believe it's like, I'm giving them images and they're just like plugging them in and it just is amazing. It's spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the really whole place cool. is really cool. I mean, we played every game they had there and honestly it was, it was like a workout playing mm-hmm. some of those games. I mean, I was breathing heavy after the very first one we played. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, I was sweating a little bit by the time I left. And I mean, it was, it is truly immersive. And yeah. um, I mean, you're playing this really cool game in open space with like mm-hmm. nothing. And it's, it's, it's really interesting. There's a really cool one. That's kind of like air hockey, like part air hockey, part soccer. Hmm. And, but it's just that ball of light and you're kicking it like with your foot but you're not kicking anything you're kicking a ball of light and it can react and it can hit against a a wall that's not actually there and then bounce off of that and go towards your opponent and you have to try to like you're still trying to like block your goal (laughs) so get it in all right i'm i'm sold (laughs) yeah and what's exciting also the show because we're doing it in the space is that we're we're, uh, presenting it in thrust so um, that's something we've never done before. We've always done our shows in proscenium. You know, the audience comes in and they, you know, we're always, this is downstage, this is uh, upstage, you know. And so we're, our terminology and everything's different. We're blocking the show different. The kids are having. It's a huge learning for, for our kids man, right now. <laughs> they're losing their minds right now. They're like, now where am I supposed to be? Yeah. Looking, what's downstage? I'm like, well, when you're facing the audience, that audience is your downstage. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So it's going to be, I think it's going to be something fun and um, for everybody. So yeah, we're excited about it. And when do you open? September 3rd. September 3rd. And we're going to be playing throughout September. The dates, everything about it is really different. So we're not doing like this Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing. It's like there's going to be a a Sunday performance, a Thursday performance, a Friday performance, a Saturday performance. Um, they're just plugging us in. Around their other content that they've got happening in the space. Because they normally have DJs and bands and things like that on weekends. And so we're kind of fitting in where they didn't already have things for this first show with them. Um, they're, I think they're hoping and we're hoping that if this goes well, that we can work with them again in the future on another show. Yes. Um, so, but where we are right now, they're like, well, we still have a DJ performing on Saturday. So can you guys <laughs> perform Thursday? And we're like, yep, we can do that. We're back. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of refreshing, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah we're, we're excited about it. And the thing is about it for us is that we understand what it's like to uh, rent a space because we, we own our own space. And so we are, you know, we know what it's like to have people rent for renters to come in and what they need. And, you know, sometimes they'll they'll come in and be like, oh, we're good. Everything's going to be easy. And we're like, it's not going to be easy. Uh, do you have a sound person? Do you have a lighting person? Do you, you know, what oh, do you I gonna, didn't know I needed someone you know, to so run those, lights. Yeah, yeah. So those kind of things start to happen. And so we understand that. So. Yeah, when we go into it. a space, yeah, you've been through it for sure. Um, yeah. and you kind of you kind of dropped a little bit a bit of a hint there, um, in that in that was that you guys bought the space. Mm-hmm. Did, do you want to announce that? Yeah. yeah. So this is our first like media announcement. Drum roll. Of this. Yes. Drum roll. So excited. Yes. <laughs> 
Um, so we, uh, Carver Playhouse has purchased the box performance space, second in gold. So we officially own it. Congratulations. Yes, we've been renters for quite some time. Yes. Um, but it's always been, you know, like, who knows, somebody might buy the building and then we might have to move out or our rent's going to go up or, mm-hmm. you know, these kind of things. Um, so in addition to buying the box, we also bought the space next door. So now we've actually, we're expanding um, and we really love our improv community. Mm-hmm. So we have our children's theater community. We have, we have our improv community. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to build another community that would be geared toward cabaret, um, poetry, um, one-man shows. The space is going to be, um, I hope it's going to be something that people are going to want to come to. So we're going to make it very uh, glittery, LED-ish, you know. You can see behind us if you are watching a video of us. We've got lights behind us. We're actually in our new space right now. We're going to be calling it the Box Annex. Yes. And we're actually going to do a, we're going to do an opening night party on August 26th, which is a Friday. It's going to be free. It's a karaoke cabaret night. So if you want to come sing a show tune or your favorite song, we want people to come dressed up. Well, Matthew could do that very well. I'm not sure. I I was about to throw the same thing to you, Jim. So um, (laughs) neither of which are true, Uh, but uh, um, no, that's awesome. That is too yeah. cool. And, you know, that kind of segues into one thing that I wanted to ask you was, OK, now look at where you're at. You've got these two amazing spaces downtown, first in gold. You know, it's like uh, it's like you're set. But it wasn't always that way, you know, in, in no. helping out the electric playhouse, letting them know what's going on. I would love to for you to give someone advice, you know, who is starting out or wants to start out or. um... Okay. Here's my advice. Stay stupid. (laughs) Um, I feel that if I had one ounce of intelligence, I would have never moved forward with any of this. It's really, I feel like it's my stupidity that drives me forward and not recognizing all the problems that are going to happen. Um, So, I mean, I don't know if that's good advice, but I know that's what moved us forward is just blindly going forward. Blind ambition is just keep going no matter what. Yeah. We didn't know there were roadblocks until they appeared. And then we maneuvered around figured out how we were going to get past those roadblocks. But uh, that seems to be the case most of the time, right? Yeah. Um, But I guess if you're not as much of a ding-dong as I am, I would just say do your research. (laughs) No, I I think it's uh, terrific advice. Uh, uh, I certainly took it when I um, started acting. Uh, and, uh, my mother wanted me to be a doctor or my father wanted me a pig farmer or whatever the heck it was. Those would have been much more legitimate, uh, um, activities well. for me to participate in, but no, I was stupid. I said, I'm going to be an actor. All right. And, yeah. uh, and I stayed with it and through the roadblocks and everything else and, and the rejection after rejection after rejection. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's it's been a uh, I've eighty percent of my life has been in some form made my living in some form of show business. 
Which is wow. so great. Yeah. So wonderful, Jim. Yeah, there's just something about it that I think that's what it's at. I guess it's kind of like that cliche, do what you love, you know? And so that's what yeah. I've been doing. And I know that's what Kristen's been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something, and, I, you know, I will be honest. Sometimes, you know, I get I get a little down and a little bit blue. It's because, I, you know, I, I want to be in shows as well. I want to be in a musical or I want to be acting in a play and those kind of things, but I can't because I'm producing or directing something. So, so um, I don't know where I'm going with that, but, but sometimes I get a little like, God, I wish I could be in a play, but I can't. Yeah, well, well, you will be because uh, yeah. the older you get, you'll say, well, I don't want to do that anymore. You know, <laughs> then you become very successful and you can choose the place you want to be in. But that's your, your background is, is in improv. Yes, that's really where the, the, it came from. So when we were doing, when we opened the box, we opened the box primarily because we needed a venue to produce our children's shows. Uh, we'd already started, we already had a really beautiful group of kids that we were working with and parents and the community was there. And so when Gorilla Tango folded and, and they really just, they, they just decided that it wasn't a profitable market yeah. here in Albuquerque. And they decided to focus on their venue in Chicago. So they just shut down mm-hmm. and it was, it was very abrupt. It was extremely it was, abrupt. It was like, you know, we were a little bit grumpy about it, but yeah. Well, and, and more so that our, our, the, parents of our kids that we'd been working with were like, well, what are you guys going to do? And we're like, well, we weren't planning on doing anything. Yeah. We didn't have any plans. We didn't know. We didn't didn't know they were closing. Um, So that's when we started doing all these dumb things, but well, let's open up, let's open up a a theater, I guess. Um, (laughs) We need a permit and then we need this and we need those things and we need these things. Okay. And so, um, we just had empty, we had some time after we would do our kid shows mm-hmm. and um, we just reached out to all the other improvisers who had lost their space as well and said, Hey, we have this time slots here. If you guys want to start improvising and uh, they perform on our sets, like whatever our kid show was at the <laughs> time, they perform on that set. And it was always hilarious because we asked for suggestions and we had a set that looked kind of like the super Mario brothers set one time and that was the suggestion that night i think it was super mario brothers and so the whole show was themed yeah. super mario brothers yeah so the improvisers would have to perform on whatever set we were doing a show on at that time right and uh, then it got to this point where both of them independently became larger and bigger and so we decided to make a a tough choice and we decided to pull the children's programming out of the box and just rent venues for them. And then we just dove it, dove, not dove, what am I saying? Yeah. Devoted? Devoted. <laughs> the entire theater to improv. Yeah. Um, and that's the longest running improv show in Albuquerque called yes, it is. The, the Show. show. Yeah. The show. That's every Friday and Saturday night at 9 p.m. Yes. And that's mm-hmm. every week. Anybody who wants to catch an improv show can go down to the box yeah. any weekend. So and, and I do like to brag. I mean, I try not to brag so much, but I do have to brag that Bob Odenkirk, who's, you know, has a really, who's grounded in improv with Second City. And uh, um, 
I don't know if he's done anything with the groundlings, but he's the he proclaimed and he told a, a, a rather large audience that we have some of the best improv in the country right here. In oh, America. wow. Yeah. And, uh, and and he's like, I've seen a lot of improv and this is some of the best improv I've ever seen. So. And if you don't know, that's Bob Odenkirk of Better Call Saul and this, I mean, a number of, of other things, but mm-hmm. also did Mr. Show. Mr. Show. Know, I don't know how long. The, one of the greatest sketch shows of all time, in yes. my yes. opinion. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, that that means a lot. And I would I would totally brag about that if it's Bob something. said that. It's really so. something. So. Well, and and you know we've had other visits like we've had a visit from Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall mm-hmm. has come and taught classes, uh, sketch comedy writing classes, but also thought our improvisers were fantastic. Um, you know, we also had Mark Evan Jackson who was on the Good Place came through, and he really loved our team as well. So. Mm. Really, really great to have like that stamp of approval from people who've been doing it in other uh, markets and big names in the industry that come through and say, no, these guys are good. They're really good. May I ask a personal question? Uh, Are you both from Albuquerque? Yes. Yes. Born and raised. I was born, raised, and then I moved to L.A. for some time to be a movie star. That didn't work out. (laughs) <laughs> and then I moved back and then now I'm a movie star. <laughs> true. He's got it's long, not the first hair. time that story has been told. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then I, yeah, I was born and raised here in Albuquerque. I went to college in Portales at Eastern New Mexico university. And then I came right back home and got to work. <laughs> yeah. And I do have to say there's what, there's something that as far as like, um, one of the most exciting things about having this extra space now is that uh, we, it was always, it was very, it was very, I don't know how to say this. Like, so we've produced this show, the, the show for 11 years now. And there's a certain standard that we have. It's, it's really something special. It's really good. We're so proud of it. And that created a situation where we had to like kind of protect the quality of the improv at the box. Um, we used to have lots of different improv coming through and sometimes it wasn't really the best improv. Um, and so then that would reflect on us like, oh, it's not really, you know, uh, that good. I don't know how to say that without sounding like it, but. It wasn't as polished. It wasn't That's as polished. And so we really kind of steered away from, you know, having, you know, up and coming groups perform on the stage because we had to protect the quality of that. Yeah. And it didn't give anybody an opportunity to grow like we, like this team grew Uh, again, because I know you got to start from somewhere. And what I'm here, what I'm going toward is that the annex is going to provide a space for people that want to try improv and it's going to give them a safe space for them to be like, well, hey, we're, we're, we're trying, we're new, this is first time for us. Um, and so that is something that we're really excited about is that there's going to be a place for people who want to try out improv uh, like, like we used to when we first started the box. Um, so it sounds yeah. like that's what the annex is for is like mm-hmm. people who have a show and need a space. I mean, yes, you, you were saying. Um, one person shows, you know, someone's written something and they, they need a venue and mm-hmm. this would be the perfect place for that right downtown. Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or if they want to do a recital of their music that they've been practicing, that they're like, I have these eight songs that I really want everyone to like see and hear. We can figure out how to make that happen here in the space. That's great. And then you guys... (laughs) Be sure to let us know on ABQ Stages at uh, ABQ Stages Podcast at gmail.com. And we will announce everything that comes across that stage. We would love to. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for having us. Um, yeah, this is exciting. Thank you both for um, your generosity to, uh, to, uh, to the theater community in Albuquerque, as well as your generosity toward growing people. That's, yeah, um, growing you. talent, I- I- exploiting them in the in the finest sense of that word. Yes, you know, and and creating uh, uh, courage inside of their little bodies to uh, to carry out not only in the theater or the films or whatever, but in life and make yes. those choices. I mean, I, you guys are doing the Lord's work. Thank oh, you so much, Jim. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks. Great, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about the third act, which is based on yeah. the box. Um, <laughs> So anyway. third act is third act is a film written and directed by um, Doug Montoya, co-directed uh, by Phil by Griego. Phil Griego did a great job starring yeah, Kristen Berg and, uh, and Matthew Van uh, I, 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 I'm in there, too. Yeah. Uh, the ginger. You'll see him. Uh, but uh, we had a great cast of locals in that film, and it has been making its way around the festival circuit. Yes. Um, what what all what all have have you been able to has has it done so far? It's done quite a bit, and we won second place at a festival that, that this weekend in Cleveland, Cleveland Ohio, yeah. and then it's going to be in the festival at the Albuquerque Film and Music Experience, and that's going to be nice just because it kind of comes home. But it is it's based on a lovable theater company that's trying to make ends meet, doesn't have any money. And uh, decides to rob a bank to save its theater <laughs> with the best of intentions. You know? Yeah, the best of intentions. <laughs> yes, you have to understand, Your Honor. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we just want to save our theater company. Yes, yes, yeah. No, it's so much fun. We're so excited, and the, I think probably one of the best compliments, Matthew, that we got as far as a company of actors is that we were at Santa Fe Film Festival, oh, and. Yeah the lady who was the adjudicator just didn't quite understand that, that we as the company of actors that were in the movie are not the company of actors that perform at the box. I think she thought we were one in the same. And she's like, if you can, t- you guys could tell that you guys have worked together for so long. Well, thanks, but we haven't worked. Together yeah. That's, so that's long. a trouble with uh, the meta within the story sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, but Hey, that means it served its purpose because she yes. believed it. So but I got the great. same compliment in Denver. They wanted to know how long this theater company had been together. Uh. And so there's like, they just, they were so, how long, how long have they been together? I was like, actually, they're just actors. Well, it was a great cast. I know you spent a lot of time thinking about who you put together, but I, I knew everyone in there before this, I had a a personal relationship with everyone and Mm -hmm. they're just, it's a very Albuquerque cast. It is. I'm excited about it. Yeah. And that's September 15th, Thursday night. Awesome. And Hispanic Cultural Center. Okay, what uh, what what's the website for that festival? Oh God, if it's it just afmx.com, I have no idea. I That's think it's like amfx. Yeah. Dot com. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we're excited about that. And then after that, that's going to be Oh, AFMXNM, I think is what it is. Let's see. Yeah, AFMXNM.com. That's awesome. the, yeah. And then and then we'll look at the distribution and see if that's a bit again at that point once it finishes up with the circuit for sure well yeah you guys you you have so much to talk about is there anything else that we're missing we have a dog dog. he's adorable and uh... (laughs) no he absolutely is for sure does he ever get to be in the place or he was he he was an annie when we did it a few years ago and played um sandy Sandy. yeah he did a great job he ran all the way across the stage all on his own i'm very proud of him was there a a treat waiting on the other side yeah exactly (laughs) nice yeah yeah okay well okay guys all right thank you so much for being on thank you thank you you so much all right We'll keep Bye. announcing everything they're doing and um, we'll talk to you next time for sure. All right. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye bye. There are plenty of shows to see in town now and coming up, and we're going to let you know about all of them. If you'd like one announced on the show, please email abqstagespodcast at gmail.com. Now, we try to keep all of these in chronological order so that you can see them in order and not miss a single thing. We try to keep all of the info accurate, but please check each individual theater website to confirm dates and times. You can catch the Faculty Lounge Long Form Improv at VSA North 4th Theater, August 12th. Show starts at 7, tickets at the door. And they will also be in Santa Fe at the Jean Cocteau, Saturday, August 13th. Go to JeanCocteauCinema.com or GoElevant.com slash JeanCocteau slash E slash The Faculty Lounge Comedy Improv Live for tickets on that one. Up in Santa Fe also, they will be doing the Comedy of Errors by William Shakespeare at the Santa Fe Classic Theater. This show is currently running and closes August 21st. Check the website for showtimes at santafeclassictheater.com. We've got the Adobe Theater currently running with The Sweet Delilah Swim Club by Jones, Hope & Woot, directed by Georgia Athern, and it closes August 14th. Go to adobetheater.org for information on that one. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to see it the, the last week uh, of its performance, and uh, we'll report on it. Yeah, you never know. It's live theater. It's going to be different every time. Yeah, from what I hear, it's fabulous. So nice. Uh, MTS is running the Hunchback of Notre Dame, based on the Victor Hugo novel and music by the Disney film. Directed by Rob Cisneros, music director Colin Burge, choreographer Wendy Barker, director of sign language Julie Mason. It runs through August 15th. Check mtsabq.org for information on that one. I mean, Hunchback of Notre Dame, you're talking Walt Disney and Victor Hugo. Can you go wrong? Can I mean, you go wrong? No, this this show has been workshop. The workshops have been workshopped, and uh, it's gonna it's 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 gonna be great. I saw the original uh, in uh, uh, not the original of this, but I saw Anthony Quinn do it in the movie theater when I was just a kid. Really? I think the movie theater. I think the movie was black and white even. Wow. And uh, Anthony Quinn as uh, Quasimoto was just is a sight, a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah, I think it's 
it's such a such an arc to a character, right? I mean, this yeah. this guy starts low, just as low as you can get, yeah. and and by the end, you know. Works himself up to the chapel of Notre Dame on the top. Yeah, right. It's a it's a amazing metaphor for life. I yes, mean, we're, it is. we're all trying to reach that tower, my man. We're all given a handicap, and let's see if we can overcome it. Well, up next at the Adobe, we have the Women of Lockerbie by Deborah Bavort, and that is directed by Pete Parkin. It opens September second and runs through the twenty fifth. Uh, Find any information at adobetheater.org. And or you it, can ch- check a podcast that we did uh, with director Pete. Um, you should absolutely check out the podcast before you go see the show and um, get a little insight before you go sit down. And I think it'll it'll make that picture even bigger for you. Up next for the Cardboard Playhouse Theater Company, we have Susicle the Musical, directed by Doug Montoya and Kristen Berg. It is playing at the Electric Playhouse, which is over by Coors and I-40. It opens September 3rd and runs through the 23rd. For information on that one, go to cardboardplayhouse.org. And also at the box, they have short form improv every Friday and Saturday at 9 p.m. Go to theboxabq.com for information on that one. Well, there you have it. Another show for all of you. Uh, thanks so much to Doug Montoya and Kristen Berg for being here. Yeah, Any- two really delightful people. Yeah, anybody who who wants to get their kids into into theater, they teach them amazing skills and accountability, and will get their their career moving in the right direction. And anybody who wants to do improv, they offer classes on the regular. And anybody who wants to see a great improv show should check out the show every Friday and Saturday at 9 p.m. Do they have a website? They do. Theboxabq.com. And then their Cardboard Playhouse website is cardboardplayhouse.org. Go and check those out and get any information you need. Well, uh, well done, Jimmy. Great yeah, job, man. you too, Matthew. And I will... Uh... I'll see you on the radio next time, and uh, we'll also see you at the theater. See you at the theater, buddy. Okay. Bye. Bye.